Good morning. Today is Friday, October 8th, 2021. Bailey Newman wrote this essay, part of which I want to share with you this morning, a number of years ago. But it has never been as relevant as it is right now to us. Because every one of us has moments when we feel that our world has been destroyed. When flooding waters overpower us. And that is what happened literally to Noah this week. We learn in our Parsha that Noah, who is a righteous man, experiences the literal destruction of his world. And through the Parsha that we have, God is giving us, as God gave to Noah, tools, strategies in the face of the floods of pain and destruction in our own lives to be able to respond and to rebuild and to flourish. God told Noah about the flood. Our rabbis tell us 120 years before it actually happened. And Noah busied himself building the ark during that time. And after 120 years of anticipation and buildup and waiting and anxiety, the waters came. And once the waters come, and once the world is covered in flood, and everything on earth is destroyed, Noah emerges from the ark. And he has to do something that is very difficult. He has to accept a new world, a different world. A world he newly inhabits and will never leave. A world that is filled with loss and pain and mourning. I don't think it's possible for anyone to imagine what it must have been like for Noah and his family to get out of that ark and to see the entire world destroyed. I don't think anything can prepare you for that. Just like so many of the things that each of us goes through, there's just no way to prepare for it. But we can learn lessons. Learn lessons in how to experience it. Learn lessons in how to be able to move through and finally to move up. And I want to share a lesson that occurs in our Parsha in a very subtle way. It's likely that if it is not pointed out to us, we would not even notice this minor detail. But what comes from it is astounding. So the Torah tells us that God brought the flood. It began to rain. And 
Nivku kol mayanos to home. All of the floodwaters, all of the wellsprings, underwater wellsprings, unopened up and gave forth their water. And that just added to this flood. There was rain and there was springs opening up from underground and the entire world was flooded. Call Mayanos to home. Nivku call Mayanos to home. All of the springs underground opened up. A few verses later, when the flood comes to an end, the Torah says, Vayisakru Mainos to home. The well springs, the underwater springs, closed up. They opened up to flood the water. After the flood receded, they closed. But Rashi points out a subtle distinction in those two verses. Two letters, one word, call. All. In the first verse, the Torah says, Nivku call Mayanos to home. All of the wellsprings of the deep opened up. But when it's time to close, the Torah says, Vayisakru Mayanos to home. The wellsprings of the deep closed. Not all the wellsprings. Why did all of them open? and not all of them close. So Rashi gives a famous answer. All of the well springs, underwater springs, opened up, caused the flood. But when it's time to be over, they didn't all close because some of the underground springs it was necessary to have them remain open for the good of the world. Kagon, for example, Meitveria, the hot springs of Tiberias, Ukiyotzebehem, and other types of underwater springs that are of benefit to us since the time of the flood. So all of them opened, most of them closed, but a few stayed open for our benefit. In other words, what destroyed the world, the underwater springs, some of what destroyed the world remained because, in fact, we need that remnant. And that remnant that had originally participated in destroying the world, then becomes a source of comfort, a source of healing. And in every flood, there are these elements that can remain and be a wellspring of comfort. Bailey Newman tells a very deeply personal story. 
She talks about how her father died when she was very young. And she says that when her father died, her grandparents started a new custom, Wednesday night dinner. Every Wednesday night, all the grandchildren were invited to dinner at the grandparents' house. One rule, no parents allowed. And this began a tradition in her family that for several hours every week, Wednesday nights, grandparents and all the grandchildren got together, lovely dinner, a lot of fun. By the time she writes, it had been going on for 17 years and now it was not only grandchildren, it was great-grandchildren. And they realized that this family, these cousins, had developed this extended family relationship that, that other families didn't have. And very often, one of the grandchildren would say to their grandmother, you know, it's such an amazing thing. We have these Wednesday nights and it brings us together and we get to spend time together. And the grandmother would say every time, these dinners came at far too high a price. I would trade them all to have my son back. They have Wednesday dinners because Bailey's father died. From the wellspring of the destruction that occurred in their family, one of the wellsprings remained open. It emerged as a tool for healing and for comfort and for regrowth. And that's what our Parsha is trying to teach us. Our Parsha is trying to teach us that when we are besieged, when we are flooded, when we're confronted with this, there will be elements, and this is part of God's mercy in the way that he deals with mankind, there will be elements of what came to harm us that will be useful in providing comfort afterwards. Not all of them, but some of them. Now, I want to be very, very clear. This is not to say that one justifies the other. Noah certainly would not agree to a deal where he says, yeah, okay, fine. I'm, wi I'm willing to have the whole world flooded as long as we have hot springs in, in, in Tiberia. That's not what's happening. The grandmother didn't say, yeah, um, I'm willing, God forbid, Nebuch, you know, to have my son pass away, God forbid, uh, so that we can get together on Wednesday nights. No, that's not the point at all. We don't get that choice. We're not given that ability to choose. The point, though, is from the destruction arise new creations, wellsprings. And they can provide healing and comfort. And so what we should be doing when we are going through such a thing is number one, to have the faith that we have experienced with God, that this is how he treats us. So there are going to be these wellsprings that will be available to us. And number two, we should start to look for them we should start to think about 
what they are and how we can facilitate them and emphasize them and utilize them to bring us comfort and healing and growth. What we are going through all across the world with COVID and what each of us is going through in our own personal lives, we are flooded. We're flooded with pain and loss and worry. But there are wellsprings that will remain open after this phase. Wellsprings from the flood that will heal us and that will strengthen us. God in his mercy has provided those wellsprings in the past. He provided them to Noah. And may God provide those wellsprings to us. May we learn the lesson of our Parsha to be able to find and drink from the comforting wellsprings of God's unending kindness. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and a wonderful Shabbos. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.